This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman, and joining me right now is Emilio Danello and Jeremy King, who is a Huddersfield Town supporter. This is our episode where we're going to give our initial reaction to this 3-2 Fulham victory. Fulham, hold on and get all three points, and we have a lot to talk about in our initial reactions, but I'm not going to waste any time. I'm going to bring on Emilio and Jeremy. Guys, welcome to Full-Time. Emilio, how you doing? Hi there, Russ. How are you doing? It's uh, good to uh, do a review today of the, uh, the well, we scraped the three-two win today. Be good to you know get a good reflection. I've got Joe with me, Joe Tyvey as well here with me as well, so he'll give it a full oh, perspective excellent. as well as Jeremy as well. Okay, fantastic. So I've got three of you with me, so this should be great. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Give me your initial reaction from your perspective—a three-to-two loss for Huddersfield Town. Uh, hi, Russ. Good to speak to you again. Yeah, um, I thought, you know, first 15 minutes, we looked like we could lose by plenty. But then <laughs> then after that, you know, we, we we did play a little bit better. I thought our goals were quite scruffy, to be honest. But second half, um, we were the better side. And I, I, it is disappointing that we didn't get at least a point out of it mm. from my perspective. Yeah, I can understand that, and a lot of that has to go down to Marek Rodak, who is my man of the match. We'll talk about that and get your thoughts, all three of you, on I definitely, Jeremy, I, w- I want your man of the match for Huddersfield Town. Joe, give me your initial reaction to this 3-2 to two full victory. They hold on, but it certainly wasn't easy. No, it wasn't. Um, it was a strange game, really. Um, there, was, there was very clear patterns um, in the game, uh, first half, um, without playing fluently, we um, scored three great goals. Um, you know, the uh, the finishing was was brilliant today. Absolutely, and, and not what we've seen previously because we we have created chances before, not mm. not converted them. Um, so three nil with three chances. Um, suddenly, um, <clears throat> two goals uh, out of nowhere. Four defending. 
a little bit fortuitous as, as Jeremy um, saw from his perspective because he was at the other end and had a better view. Um, and second half, we were hanging on, and it, it, it's a bit like Parker's got this uh, this new sort of um, theory that, you know, we're, 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 we have to be a bit more tough and yep. a, sort of hold on a bit more and, and sacrifice the um, expansive football that he wants the team to play. And uh, Huddersfield, if it weren't for Rodak, who, who I think, just gets better every game. Absolutely, um, we 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 would have drawn or even lost that game today. I totally agree with you, and that's what's uh, fascinating about this because for the, those first 30, 35 minutes of Miller, going back to you, Fulham were dominant, completely dominant, and that was some of the best football I've seen from mm-hmm. them in this season. And then you again look at what happens after that, and I actually just read the uh, presser from Scott Parker, and he basically is talking about Fulham took the foot off the pedal, which I understand. But I, I want to also give credit to Huddersfield Town because they, mm. again, the goals might be scruffy, but they scored the goals, Emilio. So mm. yeah. give me your yeah. initial reaction to everything. Yeah, and I think I've seen us play better in, in games and not be 3-0 up, let alone even 1-0 up. So I think the Middlesbrough game a fortnight ago, I actually thought we played more more fluently okay. or long sustained spells in that game, yet we only were one nil to the good. Whereas today, like Joe mentioned, three chances, three goals. Well, admittedly, two of those goals were top class, and the third one was a typical Mitrovic finish. But at the end of the day, we played better this season, i.e., two weeks ago, and only, only okay. had one goal to show for it. <clears throat> and I've been quite vocal of the fact that we haven't been clinical enough in front of goal in, in this season. There have been, there have been times when we should have been two or three up, and we weren't today. Three chances, like Joe said, three goals. So I don't think we were as clinical. Not clinical is not the right adjective. We probably weren't as fluent as we could have been. At times, Cavalero was giving the ball away too cheaply. Christie got made some good forward runs. Kenny, I thought, had his best game for for some time. So I'm going to applaud him. You know how critical I am of him when he doesn't perform (laughs) to the standard we expect of him. But overall, I thought we were composed at 3-0. But there was a spell before we got a third goal that we we started taking our foot off the gas. We were giving the ball away cheaply. We weren't playing as, as with the same level of intensity as we had for the first 20 minutes. And But then we got a third goal. And we were already talking about Mitrovic. Let's, let's take him off after 60 minutes. Let's protect him. Let's not, let's not you know, risk him getting another injury. And before you know it, it was 3-2 at half-time. So, um, but disappointing that we... Another 45 minutes of the second half. Like we did against Middlesbrough. Like we did against Stoke at home. We were hanging on. Yes. And Huddersfield, on the day I, I personally believe, deserved to get something out of the game. If you look at the statistics, it will tell you that. And for, without Rodak said, we may we may even have lost that game. So, lots to reflect on. A win's a win. I know we shouldn't be complaining after <laughs> winning, you know, against a, uh, another team. But at the same time, we should have, you know, we're not dominating games for long periods of time. That that still worries me. We're still okay. picking up points, still picking up wins, but. We're not we're not dominating games from start to finish. There's only about two or three that I can remember this season. But you know, let's let's reflect on you know some of the goals because some of the goals we scored were, were top class, like I mentioned. Absolutely, Emilio. And listen, the goal that believe it or not, and there were some great goals that mm. stands out for me because he did it on his right foot was Tom Kearney. <laughs> Absolutely, that's a, you know when when have you when have you heard of that? He needs that for confidence because. You know he's, he's he's not been performing to the right standard this season. He's been dropped on a couple of occasions. It was disappointing when he got taken off. And so was I, to be honest, because I thought I actually thought he had a good game. But he scored with his right foot. 
Um, I haven't seen the third goal. Me and Joe firmly believe Mitrovic was offside for that third goal right in front of us. I'd like to see the replay. Okay. In, I haven't me, seen the replay yet. If there was VAR, it would have been ruled out. That's my reaction. But, you know, it's, it's a goal. But Tom Kenny had a, you know, had a good game and scored a very important goal for his confidence. Okay, excellent. Jeremy, back over to you because as Emilio was talking about, when we look at the first half, we've already mentioned, you've already talked about the goals being scruffy, you know, again, you found ways to score these goals. So three to two at the end of the half. Now you go in the second half. I want to ask you from your perspective, from the get-go, your team looked like a rejuvenated team and were just dominant all over Fulham. had some wonderful opportunities, especially from Grant, some wonderful opportunities to score. And, and if it wasn't for Merrick Rodak, this could have been a different result here. Amelia was saying could have been a draw. Who knows? It, it might have even been a Huddersfield Town victory, but, but Merrick Rodak, I thought, was the difference. What did you notice from your side in the second half? Um, I, th- I think from our side, I mean, I, I'm looking at, uh, we've, we've got half a new side, really, even since Christmas. And so I'm interested in how our new players are playing. I thought Emil Smith-Rowe, uh, on loan from Arsenal, was as good as anybody in the second half. And I was really impressed. Best game that he's played for us since he came here. I thought defence was solid barely gave a chance away. Um, it was just a case of whether we could get that goal. And for us to create five or six chances in one half mm. is unlike us. So although <laughs> I'm disappointed with losing, I'm hopeful because it's not just like, a, for me, just a one-off game where we may have played a little bit better than we normally do in one half of the match. This is a new team that we've got. And if we carry on playing like this, then my prediction when I spoke to you at the start of the season of 13 to 15 may well be right. Because at the moment, all we're wanting to do is get enough points to finish 21st. Um, <laughs> right. But hopefully, if we carry on playing like this, then you know, mid-table and maybe even be relatively safe by Easter. That's what I'm looking for. So although we've lost, I'm, I'm actually quite hopeful. Okay, excellent. And... Jeremy, just to back up what you guys watched, you had eight shots on target. So th- that, again, mm-hmm. just tells you the change in your side. So I just want to mention that. Joe, back over to you. Let's talk about how Fulham finished this match up. Because, again, I've been going back and forth on Twitter or on social media just seeing all the commentary. And you guys are talking about it, too. You know, you feel a little bit underwhelmed that they got three points. I, I understand that because of the performance. But they did find a way to win, whether, you know, and again, I, I go back to something that Emilio has, has said to me time and time again about, about a Brighton side. I know it's different than the Brighton mm. team from, say, three or four years ago. But they mm. would win games by just a goal, and it would consistently happen. Is there something you could take away from winning a game like this? And we've seen it several times. I've had people complaining that they would rather us win more comfortably. So would I. But is there a positive to take out of, out of a match like this that they continue to hold on and win these matches? Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, I mean, when I wake up tomorrow, uh, we've got three points. Yeah, mm. okay, we've won the game. Um, and um, I'll be thinking about the next game um, rather than um, how we achieved it. So, yeah, I, right. I do appreciate that, um, uh, you know, some of the some of the three points we've been uh, have been scraped. Yeah, like one nil's here, one nil's there. Um, Still wins at the end of the day, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. They are. Uh, yeah, I think we forget that sometimes. Home. Yeah, mm. uh, but we're getting them, so that is very right. good. And and uh, you you need a bit of steel and grit mm. um, to get three points sometimes. And I don't expect Fulham to 
uh, pass a team uh, to victory like we did under Djukanovic. Right. Because this is not the same situation. No, yeah. However, what I do uh, uh, worry about is um, if looking forward, if we do get to the playoffs, because I, you know, automatic still possible, but let's look at the playoffs. Sure. We're going to be playing better teams home and away, and um, we're still a bit shaky in defence, um, and we're still a bit haphazard, and we're still not dominating enough the majority of the game to make me feel confident that we will go up in the playoffs. Okay. But and I'm still happy with the three points, <laughs> no doubt. I understand everything that you're saying because it makes sense when you're comparing it to even two seasons ago under Jokanovic, we were dominate. And mm. for long periods of, of these matches, this is, again, a domination for 35 minutes, but then everything changes. And, mm. like, we're talking about credit to Huddersfield Town because they – were very good in that second half and certainly scored two goals in the first half. They'd put themselves into position to possibly get something from this match. Dare I say, maybe even win the match. So I understand where you're going on that, Joe. And coming up, guys, I want to finish up by getting your turning point of the match and also your man of the match for your team, for you guys, Joe and Emilio, and of course for you, Jeremy. Okay. Emilio, back over to you. Give me um, your turning point of this match. When do you think it really turned? And who was your man of the match? And obviously different ways to think about a turning point. Hmm. I think that, that turning point was that sort of sort of that first goal that Huddersfield got. You know, we gave them a bit of hope and belief. So, you know, we're 3-0 up, fairly comfortable. We're not necessarily playing spectacularly throughout that first game. I mean, we got three good goals, three good finishes. But, you know, our passing at times wasn't as soon as it could have been. I've seen us play, like, play better and not score. So I think the, the turning point was giving Huddersfield a bit of hope. There's still an hour of the, ga- of the game still to play at that point when they scored after about 30 minutes. And I think, I think that soft, you know, a bit of fortuitous finish. But Joe, Jeremy had a better view of directing yep. in front of where he's, where he's at. So that, for me, was a turning point. Um, I think Manda Match, I think, go, goes without saying, I think, was Marek Rodok. I'm going to give Tom Kerr any credit. So I actually thought, hey, he scored a good goal. He got in a lot of good forward positions, looked a lot like the Tom Kenny we, we would expect to see at this level. Um, so they, they, that, that's my answer for me. I think one thing we haven't covered off is I think we missed Tim Lee. I think that's yes. something I want to call out because I know he got a lot of abuse last week, which I think was, you know, a time disgraceful. He made a mistake. Yep. He's human he's enough. And we, all, we all make mistakes in life. He'll, he'll, he'll have gone in that dressing room last week, disappointed with that mistake. But, you know, he's been a good servant for this club and the abuse he got was un. un no, it wasn't worthy of that, of what of that abuse. But I think we missed him today. Him and Hector were trying to form a very good yep. combination in that centre defence. You know, one left-footed, one right-footed, both looking very comfortable in that defence. I think we missed him today, and I think that created some panic and nervousness. And Michael Love Dennis, you know, his his headed clearances in the second half created more uncertainty. And you know, so for me, let's let's call that Tim, missing Tim Reams today. I think he, he, we missed him. Okay, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I had a supporter contact me that said to me, please talk about Tim Ream and the abuse he was getting because of that situation against Man City. Ridiculous, so, ridiculous. I'm glad that you mentioned that. He made a mistake, you know, and he'll, put, he'll be the first to admit he, you know, he should have known better than the experience international and professional. But, you know, these things, and we all make mistakes in life, but we missed him today. I think okay. we, that composure that we've had. The reason why we had three or four clean sheets in January is because Tim Ream and Hector were building a good relationship. Yeah, they together. were. Or they are. We didn't have that say. And I'll say to these guys, we're always having a drink before. 
there was a moment where I saw Hector, Joe Bryan and Dennis Adoy having words with each other on the pitch, you know, arguing amongst each other, disappointing about how we were not clearing, you know, crosses well enough, position play wasn't very good. So it could see, you know, defensively we were uncertain. And the thing the other thing we need to call out is Michael Hector. As soon as the whistle was blown, you know the first thing he did? He went to congratulate Marek Rodak. He recognised the fact that Rodak kept, kept, gave us the win. So thanks to him, we won, we got three points. So well done, Michael Hector, for going to congratulate Marek Rodak as soon as the whistle was blown. I'm just going to say this in general, Emilio, and then I'm going to move back to Jeremy. <laughs> I know that, again, it's tough to look at Michael Hector for looking at this match because of the two goals given up. But Fulmer are a different team with him in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. More composed. He's, he's polishing up, mopping up in the back. He's got good vision. His positional play is very good. Yeah, he, he'll make mistakes. He made a few mistakes against Man City. But overall, his vision of the game, his strength, you know, composure adds a lot of calm in that defence. And having an experience in San like Tim Ream alongside him, I think that's a good combination. So we need Tim okay. Ream back, to be honest, or someone of that ilk to okay. play alongside him. All right, good stuff. Jeremy, back over to you. I want to get your turning point from a Huddersfield Town perspective and your man of the match for a Huddersfield Town. Well, I think the turning point for me, first goal for Fulham, really. Um, we, don't, we do seem to struggle when we um, go behind um, and obviously Fulham scored two goals relatively quickly after that. And no matter how well we played second half, we didn't get anything out of the game. Mm. So that's the reason. I mean, I have to. I mean, I understand why Emilio said uh, the Huddersfield uh, goal. I, I, I just thought it was a fluke goal, and we wouldn't kick on from it. I was wrong, but at the end of the day, we still didn't get a point out of it. So I think the first goal for Fulham was the the turning point because it allowed you mm. to get two more and we struggled for half an hour that's interesting yeah and, and as for the man of the man match, of the match yeah Emil Smith well for us I mean I thought I thought yeah. he was as good a player as he mm. was as anybody on the yeah, part especially the second half he was he found space he did the thing that I, I thought the knock on him was that perhaps he's a little lightweight for the championship but he actually held off the Fulham players pretty well I mean eventually he, he did get kicked off the park in the end he had to go <laughs> off injured but but until that point I thought he was um, he was holding his own against you know some tough midfielders. So I think Emil Smith will. I'm certainly hopeful for him for the rest of the season. Okay, excellent, Mr. Tyvee, Over to you to finish up. What was your turning point of this match, and also your man of the match? I'm going with Marek Rodak. It sounds like Emilio is agreeing with me on that, based on the, he already said that. How about you? Um, yeah, uh, t- <laughs> turning point of the match even though it didn't affect the result, was the Huddersfield first goal. Because after that, I felt that Huddersfield, who hadn't really laid a glove on us before... <laughs> That's right. ...thought, OK, if you, if you just put a ball in this box, Fulham players are going to panic. And they put another ball in the box. Same thing. Yeah? And led to another goal. And then the second half, they kept pumping balls into the box and creating chance after chance after chance. So although it didn't affect the result, that was a turning point in terms of the way Huddersfield um, looked at the game and thought, you know, they've scored three goals, but look how muddled they are at the back. Mm. Yeah, Vulnerable. We can get something out of this. Give them belief, didn't they? Give them uh, hope. That, yeah. that, that was a turning point mm. for me. Uh, man of the match, you, you won't be surprised. Marek Rodak. Um, <laughs> Rodak um, just, you know, every time I see him, he just gets better and better. Um, I've not seen a major, uh, major mistake from him. He's very young. He's 
he's just, you know, such a good keeper and um, we're lucky to have him. Um, I remember seeing him in um, uh, when he played for Fulham's uh, youth side and watched the uh, youth cup final against Chelsea. Uh, and I thought, my God, this, this keeper is too small. <laughs> but really, well, now he's stepped up to the um, first team. He's he's just done so well, and I'm I'm so proud that we've got a, a, you know a keeper come through the youth ranks like that, who's taken over from Bettinelli, um, and uh, today he he was his best game I've seen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you guys. And Emilio, going back to talk about Rodak because on the broadcast you guys are there. I believe it was a gentleman, Jim, that said he had not seen Mark Rodak make that many saves in a full match, especially at yeah. home before. That, at home, yeah. there has been a away match. I'm trying to remember that he did make a good amount of saves. But this match, I, I've never seen it like him being asked to really save all three yeah. points for full. Yeah, yeah. well, eight shots, I saw the stats, eight shots to Hudson. Eight shots on target. Three for Fulham. Fulham yeah. three shots on target, three goals. You know, if we did that more often in the season, we would have won some of those games more comfortably rather than hanging on with one nil and two one, Luton away in the season, three two sure. at home, QPR at home, two one. You know, we need to start winning more comfortably. That's why our goal difference isn't the level it needs to be. So that's something to be mindful of when we get towards the end of the season. Will that weaker goal difference, that one point, make a difference? Who knows? But we've still got a lot of games, a lot of hard, tough away games. Like Joe keeps mentioning, we've got some tough away games to come up. Sure. So. Let's keep doing the job, winning against the teams in front of us and hope the other teams drop points where they can. Okay. Excellent. Great show, guys. Thank you so much for joining me. Before we go, I want to mention our friends at Come On You White's app. It's an app. Definitely check out this app. You can download it on your iPhone, on your Android, and you can listen to the show on this app. It's a fantastic app. It's a great way, actually. I've been listening to the show on there. There are all these up-to-date articles, so please download that app. I just want to mention that. Okay. Well, for my co-host, Emilio Donnell and Joe Tivey, and our special guest, Jeremy King, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for listening to Cottage Talk. For Fulham fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats, and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free COY Whites app now from the App Store and Google Play. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.